0: You're listening to Hear and Obey. My name is Ryan Chase, one of the pastors at Emaeus Road Church. And today I am joined by Matt Groon and Mark Christensen. And we are talking through Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, the passage that I preached yesterday. This is the week of January 8th. Um, Excited to talk through. Whenever I preach, it's always helpful just to hear how this word affected other people. I've spent some time with it last week, preparing, praying through it, thinking about it, putting a sermon together, but uh, excited to talk with you guys. So thanks for taking some time. Let me read and pray, and then we'll, we'll jump into this. Um, I, I think I will, just for the sake of our time, back up and read 19 through yeah. 25, one, one whole sentence here in the Greek. Uh, Hebrews and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near father thank you for this word thank you for your word that is living and active uh, sharper than any two-edged sword and we pray that this word would be planted in our hearts that it would bear fruit in this particular local church community at Emmaus road church, uh, that as we reflect on this God, that we would grow in this habit of grace of thinking about considering one another, um, stirring one another up, provoking and, and spurring one another one another on in love and good work. So, um, lead this conversation that we would be edified by your word in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Mm. So we're talking about habits of grace. Um, which, you know, I I tried to clarify yesterday again, just as as a reminder, means of grace. That's just a a great way to think about all of the different particular specific channels through which God promises, this is where I provide my grace. This is where I supply my dynamic power to change you, to transform you, to sanctify you. Um, So so grace is not dispensed, you know, the Roman Catholic view, the church gives out grace kind of like from a, uh, a treasury, and and here's some for you, and here's some for you, and you know, God is the one who is the giver of grace, and and He says in His Word, this is where I show myself, this is where I manifest my glory and my goodness, and and my power is at work through His Word and in prayer and through His people, His body. So that's what we, what we mean by means of grace, and then habits of grace are just the particular practices. That that's been so helpful to me thinking through reading David Mathis's book. Um, Cause sometimes spiritual disciplines can be overwhelming and you feel like there's a lot of disciplines to be disciplining right. in myself all at once. And you feel like I got to be doing all these things yep. all the time. That's a lot to juggle, but just to think of it more like, no, these are habits. Um And sometimes one might be more pronounced than another. Mm. Um, but some of them we want, you know, to be functioning all the time, obviously. Right. So anyway, th- this week uh, our focus is on community mm. and, seeing that as a God appointed means of grace. So Hebrews ten, twenty-four and twenty-five, I'd love to hear what stands out to you guys as you reread that passage here.
1: Yeah, I think a big thing that it was kind of stemming out of your intro of talking about, you know, persecuted, imprisoned Christians, um, Christians that are out, you know, on the fringe, not necessarily near to um communities of Christians, um, you had said not all Christians partake of the grace of gathering visibly. So one that says gathering visibly isn't necessarily required to be a Christian, but there's something about it gathering visibly that is extremely beneficial to the Christian. And so um, just thinking through that, like we don't want to be, legalistic about having community and having it all be neat and um, orderly every week. But we do want to be recognizing that there's something real that happens here. Not just us getting together and eating food and talking and praying with one another, but God's spirit is doing something in us. Yeah. Um, Not just in us, but for our benefit, but for the benefit of everyone in that room. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought, I just think it's, you know, the, how you positioned it as, You know, you may if you were to pick up a classic text on spirit or a classic book uh, on spiritual disciplines, uh, you may not find fellowship or community as uh, as a chief one or even listed at all. Yeah. Um, But when you, but it comes with the category shift of not necessarily spiritual disciplines like similar like weightlifting and just do it in order to grow. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true, but rather positioning yourself under all the ways that God means to communicate his grace to you. Um, then gosh, community has to rank so high. And I think it's, it's so important for us to talk about it because it is not one of the chief ailments of our own lives. If you think on our own lives is loneliness mm-hmm. uh, is separation mm-hmm. from others. This what, what is the other option to just have me and Jesus? Right. Well, if that's true, I, I quickly can find myself dying on the vine. Mm. Um, not because Jesus isn't enough, not because his word isn't enough, but just all of the fruit and all of the growth and the nourishment that comes from just meeting together with, with other Christians. And it's just, we, we see that not just in our own experience, but we see that through all of all of church history, all of the book of Acts. when what was the rhythm? Paul would go and plant a church or he would preach and people would be saved. And what happens when people would be saved, they would form into communities, mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. these churches. It's just when, when the gospel affects people, people get together and, yeah. and, and talk about it and it affects one another. So there's just so much, there's, there's so much rich growth and discipleship that, that happens in community mm-hmm. that, that is highlighted by the fact that when we're absent from it and, you know, our story, Similar, like we, we left this gospel community to go to South Carolina, and we were under the impression oh, this is, du- we can duplicate this anywhere. And there is a lot of beautiful and amazing things that I miss about living out in the woods with just Jamie and I, and, you know, never seeing really anybody and just going to work, coming home, and doing our thing. And there's a lot of things that are great about that. Um, but our church that we were going to was 45 minutes away. Mm. So community was just difficult. It was mm-hmm. impossible, but it was just difficult mm-hmm. It was just a long drive um but this, there's something since being back here of being amongst that that we can just immediately feel just wind in the sails for lack of a better phrase and I, I just love that you picked this text to highlight this mm. spirit or this um, habit of grace because how often has uh, hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five been used just to tell people all right, go to church mm-hmm. you know be sure to especially during the pandemic, <laughs> go to church. We're, we're supposed to do this, but I love that this, you, you highlighted this and even just now reading this, this text communicates a main point, but it's a main point that's derived from a bigger section. And that bigger yeah. section is just gospel realities. This can only be true that we meet together and actually have some, and it can actually gain some ground in our spiritual walks because of what Jesus has already done. Yeah. That's right. So, that whole nineteen through twenty-five, the therefore brothers, since we have confidence to enter in the holy place, we have done that because Jesus has already into entered into yeah. there through his own blood and has made a way for us that we can now be reconciled to God and then to one another. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that foundation is absolutely essential. And I've I've quoted Dietrich Bonhoeffer before. I didn't use this quote yesterday. I thought about it I thought, you know what? It wouldn't hurt to recycle that quote and probably just use it every January when Mm. we preach on habits of grace. If we talk about community just for our church to be familiar with, but but one of my favorite quotes from Bonhoeffer's book, life together is that one where he says, the more uh, we can understand that community, this is, you know, my paraphrase community is not something we do or Mm. we produce or it's up to us. He said, when you think that way, you just have a lot of expectations on other people. Yeah. People are going to disappoint you. You're going mm. to get frustrated that other people aren't doing community the way you want them to. Mm. He just says, the more you understand, it is completely formed and produced by God. Right. It's something you are saved into by the gospel. Then the more calmly you learn to Frees think you about up. Yeah. community, and and I just find that it, the more calm everybody is about yes. it, the more healthy that community is, yeah. and that comes from understanding. Oh. God made this. He already made it by the the body and the blood of Jesus who died for us. We we have access to God and there in access to God, we are in fellowship with each other. There it is. Yeah. We are in gospel community. Let's enjoy that. Make the most of it.
2: And that doesn't have to die the death of a thousand expectations right. or best practices or like you said, like how, how how our modern society wants to take something and just, you know, top 10 ways to produce gospel community. Mm. Um, And let's let's take a class on how to be in community together with one another. Well, no, this is not something that we just do on our own. Yeah. And I think that's what's so vital about reading this text in its context is that this happens because of uh, of what Christ has already done. And so, us gathering together is just a natural. And that, like you said, just takes the weight off of mm-hmm. what do we do when we get together. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. be Christians together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what you guys have done, Ryan, as elders, is. You've taken what God has already given us as a gift, which is gospel community, and you've just implemented those several things, missional communities, huddles, that give a little bit of guidance to, let's live this out now. Um, So it's not like we've developed this thing called a missional community that now we're going to do, and that's going to get us gospel community. No, we already have it, and you Mm -hmm. guys are just helping give us some guide rails to propel us forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Greg has always called that our, our delivery system. Yeah. That's um, good. and just the other metaphor that's been really useful to us is thinking about the, the trellis and the vine. The trellis is the, um, inorganic inanimate structure made out of wood. Um, and the, the living vine grows on that and, and the vine needs some structure to get off the ground and hold the fruit up. Um, but the thing that's alive and growing is is the vine mm-hmm. and likewise it, in the, in the church in gospel community it's the body is alive we need some structure because you know like the text says not neglecting to meet together so yes sometimes I think people who emphasize the church is the people not the meeting can de-emphasize meeting together yeah. mm-hmm. but it's it's not just the people, wherever they happen to be, it's the people gathered. The church is the gathering together. So yes, it's the people, not the building, not the meeting, but it's the people meeting together. So we have to have some structure right. to that. And, and that's, yeah, it's, that's a great point. Just that um, it, it, you can't reduce it to like, here's the formula or here are the steps to replicating this system or here's the method. It, it really is about letting the gospel function keeping right. the gospel central because it's it's God's grace that saves us and saves us out of darkness into light colossians 1 so saved into community um first peter 2 once you were not a people but now you are God's people because you've received mercy so how did you become a people how does community happen you receive God's mercy um and when that happens then that's the key to healthy community Letting that be at the center. Yeah. Um, yeah, so.
2: all, those, all those metaphors, like you were describing in the New Testament, of what happens at our salvation, almost all of them are including some sort of communal thing. Mm-hmm. Like you are saved into a family. You mm-hmm. are saved into a kingdom. You are saved into a people. You are one Romans, building block into a temple.
0: Yeah, Romans 10, 11. You're grafted in yeah. to the root right. and and you're not the root. Paul right. makes this, this big point. That's Christ. You are just right. grafted in and you live because you're connected to him. He's the life source. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're grafted in, you share with, there are lots of other branches on the tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of other leaves on the tree. Yeah. And
2: Paul's point in Romans is be mindful. You were grafted in.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and you don't hold up the root. The root do, holds that's up right. you. Yeah, yeah that's right. totally.
2: Yeah. Ryan, I love this. I love the point you made on uh, here at the beginning and let us consider how to stir up one another. That, Talk us back through a little bit and maybe flesh out some of your thoughts on this. When you know, in the Greek, it is not, it doesn't say, let us consider how to stir one another, it literally just says, let us consider one another. What effect could that have in our -hmm. our missional communities? If, if, or what is the difference there truly?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's wrong to think about what are some ways I could stir other people up, consider how to stir other people Mm. up. I think that's an implication that's packed into what the text actually says, but the shift when you see it as, and just read it as it is literally stated, consider one another, it it is a shift from thinking about ideas or things or plans or strategies to thinking about people, Mm. that people are the object of our thought. And in the Greek, one another is the direct object of, of the verb. We, we are thinking we're considering and specifically the focus of that is, is people. And so for me, even just reflecting on that and I put this in, in the sermon, um, what am I thinking about when I'm thinking about those people I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about, these are real people with real stories. They're going through hard things in life. They're going through joyous things in life and just making that a habit making that a a practice as i pray for people to think yeah what what are they going through right now um or you know that paul trip quote that i used just just thinking through do i know where change is needed in this person's life do i know where god is at work in this person's life but but people are the focus of the thinking so again not not strategies or methods or techniques but people
2: and as you consider people you know, this is why the, the trellis and the vine really helps because i can't consider everyone yeah um, like I, even just our our small church relatively small church I, I i just don't have the capacity to consider at all times all you know yeah we're mm.
0: just recently you know over 150 getting close to 160 members right so and that's not that about. doesn't
2: include all the people who are there on Sunday. <laughs> right so it's just that, that thought of okay well that's the beauty of a of um, missional communities and then our huddles is it, it gives a little bit of parameter about, you know, kind of who I'm committed to in a particular sense. Of course, we're committed mm-hmm. to the whole body of Christ, you know, the universal church. Yes, amen. But, you know, we, we're members of this church, which puts us kind of narrows the scope in. But even that, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe you guys can do more, but I'm emotionally <laughs> pretty <laughs> but, limited bandwidth. Right. It, you're able to, but to bring that down to 15, people like that I can do and, and when you say consider them it, it not is not just in our prayers and, and when we think on but just as that practice continues to that habit continues to work itself out now it's like oh we're going to Costco like everybody does well can I consider others in my missional community that that might need something or Mm. want to go with us or we have a free night well just consider Mm. other there's Mm -hmm. just you start to build people into your lives in a way and it has a reciprocal effect of as you do that not only are you expressing grace to one another and being a means of grace to one another and serving one another and loving one another and stirring each other up but it's also a way to in doing so like when you meet together on mission asking each other how are you yeah you know each other's stories deeper and knowing okay. where the gospel can be applied that's all just part of it so you know it just it's amazing how when you can what could be solved relationally just by considering one
1: another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just practically yesterday after the service got to meet with the people that I am blessed to lead a mission community with and we were just sitting down considering before we even talked planning for the next couple months we just said okay what gaps do we have in knowing our people mm. Um so is that you know, discipleship gaps where I don't really know this person that well, how I can be praying for them this week or, um, how is this person, um, prospering right now and how can we walk with them in that? Um, so it's just a sweet way to implement it practically right away after, uh, this sermon yeah. considering one another. Yeah. yeah. And, and it
0: gives a lot of direction to, our missional communities and our discipleship huddles it, it explains why we we try to do things the way that we do relationally we, we we make and multiply disciples relationally we build and strengthen the church relationally um because you know missional communities this comes up again and again um, when people have a certain background experience with small groups and bible studies and an expectation oh this this is a small group bible study right and and then to come and like eat a meal together um or have a game night or when are we gonna get to do, do some stuff. other things yeah yes. sometimes that question comes up like well like when are we gonna study the bible right um and certainly we, we want the word to be present and active and functioning like this that's why we're doing something you know something like this podcast and and our discipleship huddles but um just being together and making room to talk to people that matters because you can't consider people if you don't know people and you can't know people unless you spend time together in an unhurried way where you have time to ask hey how that challenge you're having at work with your boss how's that going how are you doing in that situation those kinds of conversations um that, that just happen around a meal or over a cup of coffee. Um, that's very significant. And so whenever I teach our foundations class or retreat that, um, kind of on how our we, our delivery system, I always make that point that we just encourage the members of our church to be asking that question. Do I know these people that I'm in community with well enough to know where they most need the gospel? Do, do I know where God is at work? In these people's Mm -hmm. lives do i know where change is needed in these particular people's lives and if if you just ask yourself as you go into say a a missional community gathering and you realize oh i I don't with so and so i don't really know well there you go now you know what to do when you are in that gathering go say hi to that person and ask them how you doing
2: (laughs) it's it's so interesting that this is the out of the there's i think there's a an inch there's a arguable reason why this is felt like fellowship and community might be left out of a spiritual disciplines book. Um, but because this is, you know, Bible reading, meditation, um, prayer, the, the, those can be done in isolation. Yeah. Like, and, and, in a
0: monastery and, in solitude right. by yourself.
2: And, and, you know, a quiet time is, we're not downplaying that at right. all. Uh, those are, those are means of graces to, to read your word or to read the word in the morning and to, and to pray and commune with God, but this fellowship and community is a place where now that can also be inactive corporately. Like mm-hmm. we want to, so you, that that scenario of um, we want the Word to be present when we gather. Okay, so the Word is the, the Word is dwelling in us richly to give us gospel fluent words and eyes to see. So when I ask you how, how's that thing with your boss at work going, and you respond, I have categories to help you think through together yeah. in community. How to work through that in a gospel way and that might ultimately lead us to prayer together right. corporately what can we what can we as a as a body a small body here do for you can, let's go let's take it to the lord and so all of a sudden now other disciplines other habits kind of uh crescendo they they, they start to get louder together mm-hmm. and ultimately can 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 just be mm-hmm. so fruitful yeah so it, it is a wonder i'm so glad we that you took time to walk us through this, to um, to refocus our minds, especially in the new year where we just like, well, I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. maybe over the holidays, you just got peopled out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like you just, family, it has that effect. The, it has that it's like, the, I'm
2: just ready to get back to routine yeah. and never see anybody again and just kind of, but I think this is good for us as at the beginning of this mm. year to just reorient yeah. ourselves to the 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 grace of God that can mm. be, just that can flourish Mm. when we gather together in missional communities.
1: I think when we're considering one another, the text goes on in verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Well, who are those? Some Yeah, those some are still Christians. Mm. And I know just my years in various missional communities as we've grown and multiplied, I hear time and time again, um, from people who might've been absent for a week or two just because of work or Mm -hmm travel or whatever sickness and they they just come back and they say i feel it or you see it in their face like yeah. you can know that they're they're dealing with something because mm-hmm. they just haven't been able to be with the community the people yep. and so I, I think it's piper who has this image of you know there's christians and they all have an ability to hold a certain amount of grace or like water mm-hmm. it's not that they're lacking in saving grace yeah but they might be lacking in sanctifying grace by being able to gather or by um, pursuing the discipline of Bible meditation or whatever. And so, um, yeah, when I, when I see that in someone, it's like, I just know you're lacking Mm. in receiving God's grace that community has for you. Mm -hmm. Um, it breaks my heart. And sometimes you can only lead a person so far to pursue that on their own. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and, and circumstantially, yeah. you know, like you said, work um,
0: which is it's certainly a paradigm shift if if you prioritize this in your life and then you make other decisions based around yeah. you know mm-hmm. how is this going to affect my ability to participate yeah. in community with other people um, but seasons of life, illness um you know there there are circumstances that certainly can limit. The thing here that the author says is, um, as is the habit of some, there there seems to be like a deliberate, willful Mm. withdrawing. And we've just learned over the years that there's wisdom in recognizing, just in caring for people, being attentive. If if somebody kind of drops off the map and goes silent and stops communicating, that should get our attention early on. The, The quicker we realize that, you know, that, that could be a symptom of the fact that there's some uh, you know, possibly hardness of heart or unbelief or kind of drifting that's happening in that person's life. And, and oftentimes, you know, checking in with somebody turns out, yeah, there's some unconfessed sin. And, and because of that, then suddenly I don't really want to be in community with people because this is convicting or um, so I think it's Timothy Whitmer in his book on, on shepherding where he talks about that, just being attentive when, when people drop off and are suddenly not showing up, not not just like oh, I was out of town for a couple of weeks, but I'll be back kind of thing. But kind of now they're in a habit of, not coming mm. that that gets our attention and just knowing that is, is really important in caring for one another another text i thought about preaching for this sermon was hebrews 4 where the author talks about the responsibility that we have to keep watch over one another yeah lest in unbelieving hardness of heart begins to set in leading us to fall away from the living god so really really serious and yeah. it's a a mutual responsibility we have to keep watch over one another so the, the more the members of our church get that that um yeah, that, that can be an early warning sign. Yeah. Somebody is struggling in their faith if, if they are drifting.
2: Yeah. And it's such an easy thing to do. Because um, when we meet together, when, when you meet with other people in any context, but particularly in, in our, you know, our delivery system, missional communities, you are meeting with other people. Yeah. <laughs> and other people are people and they're sinners and, and they sin against you and uh can annoy you and you know don't jive with you and, yeah. and all of a sudden you're just exposed to the real life implications of being in community what that ultimately means and so it can be a when you're when i i'll just i'll me when i'm might let's say i'm getting i'm in commissional community with somebody that i don't quite get along with or they get on my nerves instead of reconciling myself to that person because Jesus says, not only must I, but I can. It's yeah. not impossible. This yeah. is not you know, because of what He has done. You must and you can be. That's the beauty of the gospel. That mm. there is a ministry of reconcil- reconciliation yeah. that we have, yeah. not just between us and God, but with one another. Instead of me dealing with that and putting to death the sin in my heart, that this proud heart that says, "No, I'm whatever." Uh, what is our the easier thing to do is just to back out and mm. slowly distance yourself from community. Yeah, yeah. That's um, right. But that's, you know, the, the, this is gospel community, and these are where, a place where the, the fruits of the Spirit are to be exercised, but that's the reality. Is, and sometimes the convicting thing is that these are fruits of the Spirit that mm. require spirit empowered, yeah. supernatural, supernatural. I will not do this on my own unless mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. does something. So it, when we gather together, it's an opportunity to avail ourselves of more of the spirit of God, secured for us by the son of God, all under the plan of God, the father. And so there's just, you know, if we come on a, on a Wednesday night with that attitude of how can I avail myself of grace by serving one another mm. and reconciling, putting to death the sin that's within me so that I can love one another. Yeah. That all of a sudden makes Wednesdays sweet. I
0: think that was one of the things that affected me the most this week was just looking at that, that aim in this text. The, the aim is you know, God wills, God intends to stir up more love in us, to make us more loving toward one another. Uh, so one, just the fact that love is the summary of the law really changes. I, I think pietism can really emphasize kind of the holiness in seclusion just you know my devotional life and and it's it's one thing to feel really spiritual and really holy when you're all by yourself and you're not irritated by anybody <laughs> it's another thing to be around real people and then your kids uh, spouse your kids office. other you know <laughs> other people in the church whatever and and suddenly yeah you just feel feel very unspiritual and unsanctified and so even the fact that the author uses the word here um, literally, it's to provoke one another to love, which in every other instance always has a negative connotation. You know, people are provoked right. to anger. Yeah. What? But here he's talking about provoking one another to love, which is kind of a surprising thing. And I had the thought, you know, I don't think this is his intended purpose, but just being around people is going to provoke you to love one way or the other. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Either yes. they are intentionally, helpfully, edifying you, building you up, or they are sinning against you, which is going to give you, you know, we tend to say things like you, well, you made me do, it, or I would not have done that, but you, whatever we, we blame other people for our sin rather than the reality is, no, I, I'm always responsible for how I respond to somebody. So if right. you sin against me, now I'm responsible to respond to you in a godly way. So think about Jesus on trial, being mocked and falsely accused and first Peter Two lays out he didn't threaten, uh he he didn't say a word, uh he entrusted himself to God who judges justly. So he's provoked to love in a totally different way there where his love is displayed against you know toward people who are sinning against him. Mm-hmm. So being in community is going to give you opportunities to love people in a mm-hmm. way that you can't, if you go into your prayer closet all by yourself, no opportunity to love people right. there. Get in community with people, one way or the other. God is going to teach you how to love people. Right. It's going to be either easier because of how they're edifying you or difficult because of how they're sinning against you. But yeah. opportunities to love abound
2: uh, this is the last point I'll make, but that, that right there is, a, is exactly right for any community. If you're married with kids, the first place to practice this is in your own mm. family, in your own home. Right. Um, that, that's where I feel <laughs> the first place I need to do that. Mm. Um, it, if I'm doing that in my missional community and not doing that in my family, there's something out of order. Mm-hmm. And, and praise God, I have a wife who should and does call me out on that. Um, because your family is your most immediate community to, to practice all of these things together. And so like like you were just describing, yeah, I might be sitting in my office early in the morning, you know, drinking my coffee, thankful that I can spend time reading the word and um, and then all of a sudden, my son wakes up too early, comes into my office, demands chocolate milk. Now what? No, you know, <laughs> just you know, get out and leave me alone, so I can do this. Well, if I'm not doing it there, yeah, I'm not going to do it on a Wednesday night. Mm. And that's that's mm. all. These are opportunities, God given our opportunities to to put to death that which is earthly in me, yeah, and to put away the old man and put on the new. Um, and by God's grace and through His Spirit, we can. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the great hope is not only are we called to do it but he has empowered us with the means to accomplish it that's right so we strive yeah
1: yeah god's been gracious to us to give us this grace hasn't he yeah 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 just to see it as grace grace from god
0: community is established by his grace it's Mm -hmm. a source of his ongoing grace to us what a what a rich gift it is it's all grace yeah thank you guys